Hello and welcome to Comically Incompetent. My name is Doug. And I'm Ben. And this week we're going to be talking about the Red Guardian for our Black Widow month. But before we get into that, everyone knows what's going on in the world right now. I don't think I have to explain anything to you guys. So because of the situation that we are in, Ben and I are actually recording from our separate homes. So if anything sounds different, feels different, we are not in the same room together. And that's our first time doing this so uh we hope you guys can forgive us for that but we're going to give you the best show that we can in these times and hope to entertain you through all this yeah hopefully this brings a little bit of levity to the the current situation the beer this week to dive right into it is we're going to do the red trolley ale from carl strauss because the color red and oh, ben, why don't you dive a little bit into, creative. Uh, yeah yeah thanks <laughs> uh why don't you dive a little bit into uh, red guardian all right yeah so just kind of diving straight into it Let's go into physical appearance, because you know that's always the best way to judge everything is physical appearance, as we as by we the all outer, know. By yeah, the outer, by the outer, everything looks on the outside. <laughs> so people might be surprised to hear that the Red Guardian kind of sort of looks like a KGB version of Captain America. He's got a nice, snappy-looking spandex suit. Um, it's <laughs> he he actually looks kind of goofy. I'm gonna be honest, and that's coming from somebody that loves a guy that has an American flag as a suit. <laughs> but it's a bright red suit with the occasional white star on it. Of course, it's spandex and strapped as tight as humanly possible because that's how every superhero has to go, you know. Because you gotta you gotta get the the sex appeal. Oh, you gotta see those muscle KGB. lines. Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> he also has a helmet with a white stripe going down it that kind of looks like a mohawk. Like, do you remember? What are they called? Fauxhawks? Where it's like a mohawk, but super short. A <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, he's basically got a white fauxhawk down his helmet. And then he has what I'm sure I will hearken back to a lot in this, where he has a disc on his belt buckle. He has like a, a big disc on his belt buckle, which often acts as a shield, but it's not a shield. People are very touchy about that. It's a disc. <laughs> it is a disc that goes on his belt that is not a shield. Uh, that's kind of all right that's getting nitpicky now it's like. super nitpicky it's one of those things where it's like people look like namor was before aquaman it's like nobody cares dude nobody <laughs> cares to go back to aquaman uh it, so it's also got the uh white star on it and in addition to that he's got a white utility belt which you know like captain america or black widow always had where it's got you know grenades things like that it's uh just kind of his catch-all be-all utility circus I'll call it, because that's a fun word. Uh, Interesting word to use there. <laughs> yeah, it's a circus. Well, because, you know, it's one of those, like, the penguin where it's got all this weird stuff that's like, why the heck is that on a oh, utility okay. belt? Yeah, so um, I guess I'm probably skipping back a little bit. Um, he is a Marvel character, which I probably should have led into a little bit earlier. But he's a Marvel character that was first created in 1967. He was created by Roy Thomas and John Buscema, which is a really fun name to say. I really like I really like John Buscema's last name because it's so close to Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi, yeah. <laughs> yeah, every time every time I look at it, I'm like, oh, what is that? So as far as origin. Yeah, I was going to say just first, based on his look, it looks like they did a really good job in the movie to capture his look. I mean, better than what they did with Taskmaster. I know we talked about that last yeah, it was, week. But... It was pretty darn spot on. I'm going to be honest. Like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, yep, I got no doubts. That's, that's the Red Guardian right there. Yeah, I, I was pretty awesome. happy with it. So he has an interesting backstory, and it's kind of one of those... I'm curious to see how the MCU approaches this because he has a couple different backgrounds, but the primary one is that he was one of the Soviet Union's top pilots during the Cold War. Um, he was just 
great old soldier man. He wasn't uh, enhanced or anything like that, just a great pilot. And then he actually married Natasha Romanoff or Natalia Romanova or whatever you want to call her. But he married Black Widow, which... Interesting. Yeah, you'd think would have come up by some point. But, you know, Black Widow's spooky and mysterious. So maybe... Not the vibe I got from that trailer. He seems like her dad in the trailer. Yeah, I'm thinking the MCU might do something like that where he's a dad figure um, instead of... They, they don't seem the same age and I think they're actually pretty close. I think it's just that the uh, the actor that's playing Red Guardian, um, the guy from Stranger Things. David Harbour. David Harbour. David Harbour looks so much older than, um, oh my I gosh, we're pretty everyone's like names. Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. I was like, Black Widow. And I was like, I gotta start using actors' names and actresses' names. <laughs> I think a lot of it comes from, they gave him that like really intense like beard, which is very gray. And he just, I think he looks... Just, I think they made him look a lot older in the movie. He also I has, think... like, old man muscles, you know? Where, like, he looks like he's muscular, but he, like, he doesn't yeah. look like a young muscular in that uh, Well, he's a young dude. Movie. He's only born in uh, 1975. Oh, it's not bad. Yeah, he just looks older than that, and I have no idea why. Maybe it's a, a bunch of contributing factors. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, 11 years older than Scott Johansson, which I guess is not a whole lot. Oh, that's actually, I, I thought he was going to be closer in age to her, but that, that that age feels about right then. Yeah. Yeah, so going back to that, traditionally he's married to Natasha, Black Widow. Um, he went out on a mission, and he was told while he was out on that mission that he was going to be selected for a super secret uh, program that nobody could know about. Like, he'd basically have to disappear, and he would no longer be who he was before, which another thing I should have gone back to, Red Guardian, his actual name is Alexi. So if, if I ever say Alexi, Red Guardian throughout the process, it's the same character. I get the feeling they're probably not going to call him the Red Guardian in the movie. I think they're probably going to call him Alexi, much like how you hear like Steve Rogers a lot, as opposed to like some movies you hear Captain America, but like usually in casual conversation, you know? So he's yeah, probably going to get I Alexi. Like, yeah, Marvel didn't, I feel like, call a lot of their villains like the villain name like they never call crossbones crossbones yeah i think the one that not they, villain, but like, yeah. the one that they most often called their comic book name and i'm gonna about to infuriate comic book fans everywhere is the mandarin in iron man 3 which ended up not even being the mandarin, the mandarin. <laughs> but they called him the mandarin and then it wasn't oh, even the mandarin that's so offensive my side tangent about that is that you get Ben Kingsley, phenomenal actor, one of the best actors of the time, and he's going to play the, the trailer thing's like, oh, he's going to play the Mandarin. You're like, this is going to be amazing. I'm so excited for this. And then they're like, no, Guy Pierce is actually the Mandarin. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, what? what? Why <laughs> that would, doesn't make why sense. Why would you do that? Like, what are you, <laughs> what's going on? But I have heard um, rumors, there is a chance we get the real Mandarin back when we eventually get to Shang-Chi. I saw um, that. I, saw, I looked rings, on the IMDb yeah. for that movie, and yeah, there's someone listed to play the Mandarin. Yeah, so that could be really cool, because people are, people are really big fans. Yeah. Um, so, going back to the Eastern continents, <laughs> the, the Mandarin. And <laughs> <laughs> Dude, bringing it back to Russia. So, while he was out on this mission, and he got recruited for the secret program, Natasha was told that he was killed on that mission. So, she wasn't even included in the loop, which is really brutal. 
her losing her husband, because essentially that's what happened, is she thought her husband just died on this mission, led her to joining the Black Widow program or, you know, the Red Room training. Again, this is where it gets a little mucky because, like, in the comic books, it's a little different than the MCU. They've done a lot of things really good. M maybe the Black Widow movie will clear some of this up, but there's, like, some just, like, interesting differences that I didn't expect to see in, in her backstory. But, you know, that's a she's a mysterious character, and so totally makes sense that some of this would be shrouded a little bit from us. And hopefully this movie gives us a little more information on that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Endgame, it's like a year old now, but with her character having died, it's interesting that they're going to go back and now fill us in, I guess, on what we didn't know about her character when she was a part of the series. I think it's an interesting way of going and bringing in... I think that her this movie is not going to be as much of a way of introducing and learning about her as it is introducing and bringing in new characters, possibly the Red Guardian being more a part of it. Like we talked about in the Taskmaster episode, maybe him being more a part of later movies. I think that they're using her backstory as a way to set up new characters. Oh yeah, there's there's definitely going to be some sort of new character coming out of this. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, essentially after she went and joined the Black Widow program, then uh, the Red Guardian joined the Secret Soldier program being headed by the KGB, which if people are unfamiliar, the KGB is the Russian version of, I believe, like the CIA, I believe. I don't I know if it's like so, CIA yeah. or, or one of the, you know, one of those. Yeah, one, one of like the intelligence programs. agencies. Yeah, one of the intelligence agencies. And over this training, he became like very different. Like he was originally a really good guy before this. Like that's why Natasha was in part attracted to him is he was he was kind he was loving like he was he was a good soldier and he's good pilot but he wasn't brutal or anything um he was very virtuous but he, he became really cruel violent he he liked the the pain that he was bringing to people which so he became a totally different person which is very important to the way that his character acts um on his very first mission he went out and he fought surprise surprise Captain America, Hawkeye, and Black Widow, because these are some like the the OG Cold War heroes of the Marvel yeah. Universe. Um, Black Widow obviously at first didn't really know who he was because he had a helmet on. This was some years later. She'd already deserted the KGB and gone and joined. Uh, I believe they were all part of S.H.I.E.L.D. at this point. Yeah, definitely S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, during the fight, there was a they were fighting on a dormant volcano. Which, dude, isn't that the most comic book thing ever? That's like, I remember that from every cartoon in the 90s. People were always hiding bases in dormant volcanoes. That or like a Bond villain. Yeah, or a Bond villain. Yeah, so, so during that fight that ensued um, on this dormant, air quotes, volcano, uh, it actually erupted and all signs of the Red Guardian got destroyed. So everybody assumed that he died at this point because, you know, a volcano went off. Uh, as you know, volcanoes usually are pretty good at destroying stuff. Usually not a hundred percent of the time, but you know, they do a bit of a job. Well, um, we did learn that not a lot could take down David Harbor. So. That's true. I mean, he has been lit on fire and shot and, oh my God, dude, he could get sent to like a Russian prison camp. Yep. At the end of Stranger Things. Oh my gosh, dude. That's where Stranger Things is going to tie into the MCU. <laughs> They're going to bring it in. <laughs> They're going to bring him in as the Red Guardian. He's gonna, after the explosion, he now put on a Russian accent, became a superhero. Oh my God. I would love that so much. Um, so he, long story short, he wasn't actually killed in this. Um, he managed to escape the volcano explosion. 
essentially living off of pure rage and psychopathness. Um, <laughs> he later got tracked down by Natasha and S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, after he resurfaced because he started doing just kind of different crime. Like he didn't go rejoin the KGB immediately, but, he, you know, kind of like a Taskmaster-esque character where he's like, yeah, I'm like this well-trained soldier. I enjoy killing people. Seems like a pretty good way to interact. And honestly, he kind of just got captured to him and sent to like the fridge. It wasn't like this crazy chase or anything like that. Like they just got him, which is really rare. Like when is that the comic book point where it's like, hey, we found him. And it's like, what do we do? We, we caught him. Oh, yeah. There wasn't just like got him without a fight. Yeah, there wasn't like a, a crazy world ending fight or anything like that. It was uh, very, very interesting. And then that's kind of honestly the end of the major storyline of the Red Guardian. One additional thing that I would say I thought was pretty interesting, and this is not him as Red Guardian, this is Alexi as something else, is he actually becomes a Ronin at one point. Which, if you've seen the endgame, you know that Hawkeye becomes Ronin. So Ronin isn't just Hawkeye, and it isn't like just this or just that. So Ronin's like a title that a bunch of people have held throughout the Marvel Universe. And he was one of the Ronins at one point, which, again, is just kind of somebody that roams around in that kind of similar, like, ninja kind of outfit with swords and stuff, killing bad guys. I didn't want to go too much into that iteration of him because it's not Red Guardian precisely, but I I thought it was an interesting note that he was a Ronin as well, which is, you know, not, not a ton of people have been Ronin. I think there were... I think there were like five Ronins, and it's interesting that he's one. Oh, also, this is Ronin with an I, not Ronin with an A. Ronin with an yeah. A is the Kree fanatic. Ronin the Accuser from the Ronin Guardians of the Galaxy. Ronin the Accuser. Who, he's Guardians really of the Galaxy neat. and uh, Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. I always forget he's in Captain Marvel for like two seconds. And he, then he, he doesn't he gets wear the wrecked. black makeup, and he looks wrong. He looks like a baby kind of in it, doesn't it? Yeah, Without it doesn't the makeup. Look yeah, it's not <laughs> – it does not look good as accurate. Yeah, well, the um, interesting thing about the Ronin thing is that when Black, or not Black, um, not Black Widow, uh, Hawkeye goes Ronin in Endgame, he basically goes around in that movie just slaughtering, like cartel gangs and like gangs around like what is he in like uh, Asia somewhere and like Mexico? Like, yeah, I believe at the end when when we get introduced to him as Ronin in that, I think he's killing the Chinese triad. Yeah, because like, like the triad pops up a lot in, in a lot of Marvel stuff as well. Yeah, I think the, the point I think that is important is that he's not like taking down bad guys. Because when he's like killing bad guys, he's not taking on bad guys like an Iron Man would. He's like in a bad way slaughtering these like bad guys. Is that is that what a Ronin does? Like is that essentially yes? I would essentially say that is kind of what a Ronin does. Um, not that they're as equally like aggressive where they're like i'm just gonna go out every day and kill and kill and kill it's more like tools of the trade ronins use swords they use bows they use shurikens things like that so there isn't really like a pg way to take a guy in yeah as a ronin it's like yeah you just kind of gotta kill him you know (laughs) like yeah but hawkeye in endgame was an extreme case oh yeah that was an extreme case he was literally just wandering the world (laughs) murdering which is more bad guys Yeah. yeah yeah so they're not necessarily all exactly as as violent as that but they all 
they are killers. I think yeah. they are killers. Okay. Um, yeah, so that was a cool additional little storyline that he was in. And, and maybe someday we'll do an episode on just, like, iterations of Ronins. I think that could be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'd be a good one. But focusing more on the Red Guardian iteration of our friend Alexi. So I've talked a little bit about it, but what would you think I would call his powers? Slash, what <laughs> do you think his powers are? Um, I'm going to have to do what I always do and start with Super Strength. Actually, oddly enough, um, he does not necessarily have super strength. This is like our first guy. Yeah, he's what is generally put into the category of like peak human fitness. So he's like an Olympic level athlete. But he didn't actually get like superhero uh, serum or super soldier serum. He he was just like very, 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 very well trained. Um, In some iterations, he has like... I think he has, like, a bionic implant or something like that. But for the most part, no, he's actually kind of like if Hawkeye had, like, 50 pounds of muscle on him. Interesting, because I'm looking at this photo of uh, David Harbour still from the trailer where he's flexing, and, yeah, I could see a peak physicality in that man. (laughs) Peak. Yeah, I like that I I use the term peak human fitness, and earlier on in the podcast my description of him was like yeah he just kind of looks like he used to be in shape and now he's just gotten a little <laughs> older <laughs> you know why because this is accessible human fitness <laughs> that's true <laughs> not everyone can look like chris evans sometimes you gotta look like red guardian <laughs> peak human fitness is for the most part accessible human fitness <laughs> so yeah, yeah you he, know what it's gotta be relatable yeah he's gotta be relatable he, he appeals to you know he's my kind of fitness you know, it's like, you know, there's muscle there. You can't see it, but you know, it's there. <laughs> it's a thing of like, he doesn't look like six pack Chris Hemsworth, but he looks like strong. Yeah, he does look strong. I, I think a lot of the scenes where, cause there's a lot that you see in the, the different videos for that movie where like, he's like picking people up and slamming them into walls yeah. and stuff. He looks like that kind of strength, you know, yeah. just like a, like a brute force, kind of like a Ronin. You know, like I imagine Ronin's probably not like infinitely shredded, but he's probably just like thick. <laughs> or like Drax. Drax is thick. But that's, well, that's also Dave, Dave Bautista is pretty yeah, yeah. massive. Oh, God, dude, I love Dave Bautista. I was so excited when they announced that. I was surprised considering his acting roles before Guardians of the Galaxy were not exactly good. Yeah, I would agree with that. But you know what? They picked a character <laughs> that works well for people with his traditional acting skills. Well, he did a good job. I don't know if this is true, but apparently he got like an acting coach because he wanted to do really well, and he did. He was fantastic in The Guardian, as Drax in any you know, of the I, movies that he was in. I imagine that he probably, just based off like the success he had in like the WWE and stuff, I imagine he probably works exceptionally hard at like whatever oh, he's going to do. So I, I, I could see him going 110% if he like really wanted to get into acting. And yeah. I, I dig it. Yeah, I think David Harbour is kind of interesting way of doing that, playing Red Guardian, because he he's changed his body a lot through his roles. I mean, nowhere near, like, Christian Bale kind of way, but you see him in, like, Stranger Things. He's kind of got, like, that dad bod. He's not really in shape. He's just kind of a cop with, like, a drinking problem in that show. And then you see him do Hellboy, and he's strong, and he's big, and he's, like, this big, muscular Hellboy guy. And then you see him in this one. He's kind of in between. He's kind of... Like, like you said, he's a retired superhero. He's still strong, but he's kind of got, he's kind of in between that, like, man, I'm dumb. I, didn't, I can't believe I didn't think to phrase it that way as that he is essentially a retired superhero. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like you can tell he was a superhero, like, especially when he puts on the suit and he's like, you can tell that suit 
fit him better in past years. I, I think they even make a joke about that where he's like, yeah. he's like trying to put his belt buckle on or something like that. He's like, ah, let me suck I, in the yeah. gut. <laughs> I don't remember the trailer like scene for scene, but I, I think you're right. I think there's something in there like showing that. All right. So what what else do you think this guy has? You said he was a good pilot, so maybe something with piloting. Yeah, he's, he's an ace pilot. He's. Uh, it was said that when he was in the KGB, he was the best pilot in the Soviet Union. Okay. So I, I consider that a power. You know, it's one of those like, I don't. I like to throw in some of those fun things where it's like it's not a super power, but it's you know it's it's an important trait to that individual. So I would definitely put that on his. He is a ace pilot. Yeah, besides that, I don't. I don't know. I can't. If he does have superman strength, maybe I doubt. Just looking at his character speed. Um, <laughs> yeah, peak human fitness. <laughs> yeah, peak human fitness. I, I don't. I can't think of anything outside of that. Maybe. Uh, so this this is another one of those yeah. kind of cop outy superhero ones. But he's like he's really skilled at uh, different types of hand to hand combat. He's a skilled marksman. You know, kind of the the classic super soldier kind of things. You know, he's good at all that stuff. Okay. And then. This is more of an equipment than it is a power, but I'm going to include it anyways. Um, so he has a magnetic system in his utility belt that essentially allows him to use his disc, which is not a shield, kind of similar to Captain America's shield, which is not a disc, and, and, throw, <laughs> and throw it and use the, the magnet system to like reel the, the belt back into him. Because that's another thing with like Captain America that's in a bunch of iterations is people always ask like, how does he do what he does? Like, how's he like, you know, cause he, shields don't really work that way. Like, you know, and they always described his as being a blend of trick shots. But then in some iterations of captain America, he actually has like a, a bracer kind of thing that is a magnet that pulls the shield back to him. So traditionally in the red guardians case, he has a magnet system on his belt that allows him to bring the, bring the disc back to him. See, it sounds an awful lot like a shield when you say it like that. When I phrase it like that, it does. That's why I'm being <laughs> very careful of making sure everyone knows it's a disc and not a shield. See, the <laughs> problem is I think that his, I would believe, is a disc. But I think Captain America's is a lot more of a disc than a shield considering it's round. And he True. throws it like a frisbee. If, if you see it in the comic books, it makes more sense. I, honestly, I think in the MCU it's just going to be a shield. Um, but in the comic books, it actually, it's like the size of a belt buckle and it like expands when he pulls it out. So I see the argument a lot more with that one. Okay. Yeah. So it, cause like if, if you see images of them, like, I don't know if you've done like, just like a Google image search of like the traditional cartoon red guardian, it's just a, it's a pretty small circle, you know? I mean, it's, it's like a big belt buckle, but I'd call it like a, a an average Texan belt buckle. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, then he he grabs it out and he'll he'll like frisbee throw it, um, and it expands into. A, I'm gonna call it like a shield sized disc. <laughs> All right, we we, we could go on about yeah, the we, disc for yeah, shield we can go forever. Yeah, the disc thing forever. Um, next thing I want to go to is essentially who this character's heroes and villains are. Normally, this is much more of like a big guessing game. But as I went through the origin of this character, that's actually the most of this character. Like, that's kind of his whole story in the comic books. Like, as the Red Guardian, it's kind of just him fighting on that dorm volcano, getting lost, getting picked up by S.H.I.E.L.D., and at some point later becoming a Ronin, and then that whole thing. So realistically, like, 
he frequently runs into Captain America and Black Widow. Kind of makes sense. He was designed to be the Soviet Captain America. You know, makes sense. Yeah. So he's a good guy, right? Like they work to get. He works together with Captain America and no. Black Widow. Oh no. no, no, he's a villain. Okay. Okay. So he's a. It's slightly complicated. So he's a. He's definitely a villain of Captain America. However, depending on where you find him in the story, because of him and Black Widow's relationship, sometimes he's an ally of Black Widow. But I don't know if there's any iterations where him and Captain America are on the same side. Like, I don't think he was involved in Civil War or any situation where they'd be able to to loop up like that. But he, he is sometimes friendly with Black Widow, as husband and wife sometimes are. Sometimes they're friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the MCU always, but... Yeah, I feel like the only person that has a functional relationship in the MCU is, like, Tony Stark's is kind of functional. Kind. for Enough for... As much as Tony Stark can have a functional relationship. Yeah, and then Hawkeye's is. You know, like, like oh, is there yeah, anyone yeah, else that one. really has, like, a functional, like, normal relationship in the MCU? No, because, you know, they, they're superheroes. Superheroes can't have functional relationships. Oh, and that's funny. And the, the two ones that have functional relationships, or almost do, Hawkeye's not really a superhero. And Iron Man is really, at his core, just a smart dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's a smart dude that built a suit. Like, I could build an Iron Man suit. It's not you that hard. You couldn't build hard. an Iron Man suit. It's not that hard. <laughs> like, they act like it's rocket science. It's suit science. Rocket suit science. With, with rocket suits in the suit. <laughs> Bingo. Well, it's not like he flies into the air like a rocket. It's not rocket science. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> um, and then, essentially, as I always like to boil it down... As I always say, the healthiest thing is to compare everything to everything uh, rigorously and aggressively. It's very healthy. Uh, he's Captain America. Let's be honest. He's Captain America without superhero serum. Yeah, he's Russian Captain America. And you know what? Even even before he underwent the the program to train him to be like this, he was a, he was a really good virtuous man. And so I mean, like. Before he got kind of warped by this training, he he was like Steve Rogers. He was a good guy. So, you know, I think that's a, a fair comparison for the, yeah, the I, like the Russian equivalents, you know? Yeah, I'd say so. So he's an interesting guy. I'm I'm really excited to see how they how they work with him in the movie. Because honestly, this movie's probably gonna be some of the most exposition the comic book world has gotten on the Red Guardian. He's not usually super delved into. And I, I think there's a lot of potential there. I like all the actors and actresses in the movies. I think it's going to be pretty darn wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I think David Harbour is going to do a phenomenal job. I mean, Stranger Things is amazing. He's absolutely was the best part for me of that show. Oh, I I agree with that. He was... Yeah. Every, every scene I was waiting for David Harbour to get back onto the screen, especially... he had, He has interesting fight scenes in in all of the things he does like i'm looking at everything he does he always fights like no matter what role he's in you know what i mean yeah i feel like it's some sort of anger issue related to his characters <laughs> he's got he's got some physicality in there but yeah. yeah i'm super excited i also think he's he's one of those people where he has good physicality but i think he's also funny i really appreciate yeah the way that he's funny like he's not just he's not like Chris Pratt funny where it's just like, oh my God, like rolling over laughing. That's so funny. Like 
but he makes me chuckle at just the things he does and the way he does them, which I think is really good for the MCU. Like, I think he does a good job of having relatable humor, of like saying, oh, what, I guess, what a lot of people would feel in whatever situation he's in. Yeah, and I think that's going to... I think that's going to make the Western audience get more appealed to all these Russian characters. Because I feel like there's like a social... I don't want to say a social distancing because we're in the middle of this whole like Corona thing. So I feel like <laughs> that means something different. But like there's like a, a mismatch where like yeah. I don't think people are like, oh, let me put myself in the mind of a Russian person. Because I think your average like West traditional Western audience doesn't necessarily know what it is like. To, to be Russian or anything like that. And I think he's going to be a character that really bridges that and makes it relatable where it'd be like, oh, that guy's, that, that guy's a dude just like us. You know, like, like it's not like, oh, this movie with, like, Russian people. It's just going to be a movie with people that happens to be in Russia because they got this relatable fellow. I think it's going to be a really good movie. I'm, I'm very excited for it. I mean, it's a bummer that because of everything going on in the world, it was pushed back till November 6th. God, that's such a long pushback. That that was the yeah. It got pushed back to the Eternals date, correct? I think so, because everything in the MCU got pushed back. Oh um, my they god! They came out with as of recording yesterday. They came out with this thing saying Black Widow was pushed till November sixth, twenty twenty, and then everything else got pushed back. The Eternals, February twelfth, twenty twenty one. Shang Chi, May seventh, twenty twenty one. Doctor Strange, November fifth, twenty twenty one. And then to 2022, Thor, Love and Thunder to February, Black Panther 2 to May, Captain Marvel 2 to July, and then an untitled movie that they haven't announced yet till October. So because of everything in the world, everything's gotten pushed back. And it's always a bummer because, like, I was so excited to go see Black Widow in May and now to – but, you know, understandably. You yeah, I mean, you, you, you got to do what you got to do. It's unfortunate, but, I mean – I think everybody's kind of being hit in in every industry right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely it's smarter for them to wait because you don't want to be the people that release their movie right now and say go to the theater and see it, and then you're endangering people's lives. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's the most important thing that everybody needs to think of at this point is trying to keep safe. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to be a little bit of selfishness here because I uh, have Disney plus. I was really hoping they were going to like sneakily be like, Hey, everybody should probably buy Disney plus. Cause we're going to put black widow on there. And that's going to be like, Oh yes. But like, I, it, it is apparently not being done that way, but they are releasing some other stuff that was not meant to be put on Disney plus yet or at all um, onto Disney plus. I think. Yeah. Onward got put on. Yeah. Yesterday. Onward. Um, are they pushing oh. back? Mulan either got pushed back or is doing Disney Plus. I think it got pushed no, back. No, Mulan got though. delayed. It got delayed. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's harder to you. You can't just put a movie like that onto a streaming service. It's the same way, like the um, the Last of Us Two, the video game got pushed back, and people were like, "Just release it digitally." It's like that's not exactly how it works. There's a process here. There's budgets. There's money that goes into doing releasing these movies in certain ways, and to throw it on like. Disney Plus, like, yeah, they'll get eight bucks or seven bucks a month from people to maybe watch the movie. Yeah. But then also, you're making a fraction of it back. That's going to take a big loss. Whereas if you still release in the theater, you can see... See, I'm a big proponent of seeing movies in the theater. I'm a big advocate for still, like, people going to theaters. Because that's the way that these movies are intended to be seen. And then watching it... Being able to watch it at home later is a plus. But when you have a movie like this, a big-scale action movie with these big actors and these big budgets... The only way they're going to recoup their 
costs is if they release it into a theater and they get ticket costs, as well as costs later down the line of getting it on iTunes or Blu-ray or DVD or whatever you watch it on. So I'm I'm fine with them pushing it back as long as I so that way I could see the movie the way that they intended it to be seen. That makes sense. I mean, I, like, I mine was not so much like a realistic peg, but just a uh, no, no. I know. Yeah. Like I watched um, Onward last night, which is Disney Pixar. Fin- oh my god, so good! But there were so many moments where I was watching and going, "I wish I could have seen this in the theater because the animation is so good." You're like, I kind of wish I could have seen that on the big screen because that was really cool. <laughs> that, that's how I've felt every time I've res. seen a Miyazaki film. Yeah, I was like, oh man, if I could see this in theater. Yeah, that's how I felt. Like, I, Onward was so good, and I wish I could have seen the theater. I didn't get around to it, and then it left the, and then theaters closed down, and everything like that. But that one was, it was really, really good. I really recommend watching Onward if you guys have Disney Plus or it's on streaming services. Other than that, you can buy it. But I, I'll, that I'll was one where I was like, I wish I could see it in the theaters because that was, it was really good. The animation was amazing. Well, that is good to hear. I'm glad you're finding some entertainment in these times still. <laughs> So I think that's pretty much the gist of the Red Guardian. I'm I'm sad the movie got delayed, but I'm still super excited for it. Why don't you tell us a little more about our Red Trolley, our beer of the day? Yeah, so Red Trolley is from Carl Strauss Brewing Company. Fantastic brewery, it, by the way. I, I love like every Carl Strauss beer. Yeah, I mean there you, you can get this beer all over California. I'm pretty sure it's just all over the state of California. So if you guys live in California, you think you can get it pretty much any store, 7-Eleven. You can get kegs, bottles. Um, More kegs. Or go to yeah, or go <laughs> to a Carl Strauss Brewing Company. Um, it's a 5.8 alcohol per volume, by volume. And um, let's see, it's an Irish-style red ale, which I'm not a huge proponent of Irish-style red ales, but this one's actually pretty good. Um, it's got like kind of like a toffee flavor to it, which is interesting. Ooh, candy. Yeah, it's it's really interesting, and it's and it's legit red. Like you pour it into a glass, and it's basically a red beer. Dude, those and, are my uh, favorite beers. When you when you pour them out, and you're just like, that's not what beer looks like. Like you get that a lot with um like milk stouts and stuff. You pour the beer, yeah, and you're like, wait, but that's not what beer looks like. And then you drink it, and you're like, but that's what beer should taste like. <laughs> yeah, and it's got um glacier and Willamette hops. Which I don't know a whole lot about the flavor profile of those hops, because um, I don't drink a lot of reds, so they're kind of new to me. I usually drink like an IPA or something, which will have like a mosaic. But uh, it's just pretty good. I've had it at Carl Strauss Brewing. Oh, I mean that's a the best way to do it. Yeah, that's the only time I've really had it. Is there? I've never bought it at a store before um, until obviously this. But uh, it's good. It's it's very balanced kind of beer, and if you guys want to learn more about it, you can go to the Carl Strauss website where they talk about how it has hints of raisins and currants. I didn't necessarily taste that. But... <laughs> well, it is hints. It's hints of it's raisins hints. and it's, currants. That's true. It is hints. <laughs> and it's, it's good. I, I would recommend it to people, especially if you like red ale. It's really good red ale. All right, so let's get down to the brass tacks of it. Before having seen this movie, knowing just what you know about the Red Guardian and about Red Trolley, how many comicals out of 10 would you rate each of these, both the beer and the Red Guardian? All right, so first the beer. I'm going to give it a six, but that's because I'm not the biggest fan of Red Ales. That's fair. But I'm sure other people would rate it higher. Remember, on our scale, a five is legitimately okay. We're not not going off a grading scale. (laughs) Yeah, like Ben says in the past weeks, this isn't five, like five is one. Like this is five is like five is halfway. 
through. Like, I would give this a six. It's good. Solid it's beer. Good, but I, Solid beer. Yeah. Uh, and Red Guardian, I mean, right now I gotta get... Based on the trailers, I gotta give them, like, a nine. Oh, so the hype is real. The hype I'm is real. I'm excited for this movie. I was getting ready to buy tickets for this movie, and then, obviously, it got pushed back. I'm still gonna buy tickets the second I can. Uh, I have a tradition of seeing every Marvel movie opening night. Wow, you're a better Marvel so, fan than I am. The movies. I, got, I love... Oh, yeah, the movies. movies. I... I I probably read more of the comic books day one than you do. <laughs> you, you definitely do. Uh, I am very excited for this movie, and um, I'm, I'm I best based on hype alone. I'm gonna give him nine out of ten comic please. That's awesome. That's what, what awesome. are you giving it? These things. Let's see. So I did not have a red trolley today, but I have had a red trolley a lot in the past because I actually I'm I am a red fan. So I would give it like a seven point five or an eight out of ten. Okay. That's with the understanding that I, I like red ales. As far as Red Guardian, I would say if they were trying to make Russian Captain America, I'd give them a 10 out of 10. And as a character, I'd probably <laughs> give them like an 8.5 out of 10. Like he's solid. That's still pretty high. I, I, wish there was, I wish there was more. I wish there was more Red Guardian. But you know what? We got a movie coming. We're getting more Red Guardian. So that's a win. That's a win. Yeah, and if this does well, maybe he's going to be in future movies. Maybe oh we'll see God, the Red Guardian cool. again. He meets up so. with... Uh, Bucky and Sam. <laughs> and Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Well, you got the Winter Soldier. There's Russian ties in there. You never know. That's true. I don't That's think true. it's going to happen, but you never know. I don't think it is either. <laughs> hey, what are you going to do? Uh, yeah, so I, I think that's about all for us on this episode. Yeah. I think the last thing I got to say is I know that the movie got pushed back, but we are still going to do Black Widow Month. And maybe we'll do a wrap-up or like a roundup episode before the movie comes out in November. But we are going to finish Black Widow month. So next week we are going to do Black Widow herself. So get excited for that. Stay tuned. We learn a lot before. And then let it marinate and then go see the movie. Ooh, let it marinate. Yeah, listen to us. Let it kind of sit for a little bit. Maybe listen to it again before the movie so it's fresh. And then go see the movie. Yeah, we're just trying to keep a little bit of normality going. Yeah, exactly. you know, it's been it's been weird. Again, we appreciate everybody bearing with us as well. If this episode is a, a little different than some of the previous ones, just because it's a different setup for us. Yeah. So I, th- I think is that the episode? Yeah. Is that what we're calling it. Yeah, I think we're calling it right, right. there. So uh, thanks everybody for watching. This was comically incompetent. As always, I'm Ben, and I'm Doug, and thanks for listening. Stay safe. Bye.